What's going on, everyone? This is Mike Sleater with the My Two Life podcast, presented by the Pinnacle Nutrition Group. Today's a very special day for me. I have my uh, my brother Scott Youngstrand. Yes, different last name, but he is my biological brother. We have a different dad, same mom. He's eight years my senior, and he's joining me today. He's uh, not only my brother, but he's my factory mechanic. So, Scott, thanks for finally making it over. We're out in the patio. Yeah, we talked about it for a while. Yeah, he's been, Scott was actually one of my, my biggest critics getting this thing going, kind of helped me along. He listens to a lot of podcasts, The Nine Club, Joe Rogan. What else? What do you else do? I think you're the one, actually, that turned me on to podcasts with, uh, I, I think it was Mathis you were listening to there for a while, and uh, we were just such fans of motocross. Any content we could get at that point was, was something. And um, from there, obviously love skateboarding so i started listening to the nine club and found some of those and uh you were starting this so i was you know if i thought one was cool i would tell you about it yeah so man it's it's rad to have you on um like i said scott's eight years my senior um as a family we've gone through a lot of stuff just you know scott broke his neck when you were 25 yeah 25 i was 27 25 i was 15 uh, was it 96 in 96, so you're 20, 27, probably, huh? 24. 24, sorry. 24. 24. So, yeah, Scott had a bad crash on his BMX bike on a small jump. BMX bandits. You know, we thought we were the best in the world. It yeah. <laughs> um, that was a very scary day. Um, but you, you kind of broke the odds. I think that could almost be another podcast in itself. Um, today, we wanted to really talk dirt bikes. and But, yeah, that that was a very scary day out at the trails. I was meeting you and Sean and Will. I show up, and the guys come from the apartments come down. We were in Oceanside, California, and they're like, hey, yeah, your brother crashed, and the ambulance took him. I'm like, oh, fucking Coot probably broke his leg or something. <laughs> so me and Will and our little brother Cole, um, he, we – that, you know, this he, was before cell phones. So. Before cell phones, yeah. We this, we we took off and rode Vista, the Lincoln Trails, and head back to Sean Suedos's house, which is father of Cole Suedos, the Ripper. <laughs> and we, I mountain biked the rest of the day, and I get home, and you know, a family friend tells us a year in the hospital, paralyzed from the neck down, and was that a, you know, I remember the, the craziest thing about that seeing you that that night, and you weren't even scared. Seemed like I mean, I don't know if you're faking, but yeah, I'm good. I'll be all right. I'm just like, you let our whole family know. You know, that was, uh, it's hard to explain. I mean, you've been hurt plenty of times. There's that calm when you kind of know you don't have any control. There's nothing you can do that, you know, you're just, it is what it is. Nothing hurt. I couldn't feel anything. So, yeah, it was, it was kind of a weird, I think back about how calm it was at that moment. And I think maybe I'm, I'm remembering it wrong, but you're not the only one that has kind of said that. I you, think you had traction going on when I walked in. You had, the, you know, like the weights, like the <laughs> axles in your skull and the weights off your, you know, your head. And at the time you were a framer, you know, you travel and snowboarding and racing BMX and just kind of living that life that all of us want to live, you know, like, and at that moment, you pretty much knew the framing is probably not going to be, you know, at that moment, I, I six broken bones, six to eight weeks. I'll be back on the bike. You know, everything will be good. Be back at work. And uh, about two months later was when I kind of realized, wait a minute, I'm still not even moving. But, you know. What was the exact, it's been years. I mean, I've told people and I want to get it right. What was the exact um, spinal cord injury? So I broke, fractured C1, C2, 
skipped C3 somehow, crushed C4, C5, C6, skipped 7, and broke 8. And people, this was on a, a step up that was literally three and a half foot tall, and then you just ended into a berm. Very supercross style track, right? Manual, 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 double out, and I just. I expected it. <laughs> just missed it. You know, everybody asks, what would you do different? And I say, go one mile an hour faster, and I would have been fine. But, you know, that was in the beginning of the. I call it the point the nose, you know, every time you left the ground, you wanted to land nose first and that's just what we did. And I did it wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, you, you were hurt in August or late July, um, July, late July. Okay. And then in November, that's when Donovan got hurt. Yeah. And I remember Sharon Richards, you know, that support us through AXO and Sharon's, you know, her daughter's dating Zach, or married to Zach with beautiful kids who manages Pro Circuit now. But Sharon Richards is the pivotal part of AXA Racing. One of your first sponsors. Yeah, really. and I remember her, she was part of Donovan's life, and she called mom and was like, what'd they do to Scott? Because as most people know, like, C1's hangman. Yep. Like, that's pretty much death. You fractured that. And, you know, when they told us we'd see you in the morning, you'd be a quadriplegic on a respirator for the rest of your life. And... Any of you that have seen my brother at the track probably don't even recognize it. He's at the t he's at you know the R and D crew chief for KTM North the KTM Group. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, you're what's the you were in therapy for in Encinitas for how many months? I think I was in the hospital proper for I want to say three weeks, and then probably two maybe maybe three months in Encinitas at the rehab. And the minute that I could shuffle to the bathroom take a leak on my own and shuffle back they let me come home you know and, and and try and uh mom and dad's house wasn't the uh the most handicapped <laughs> friendly <laughs> right? well, well, i never really i never really now that i look it's, it's all, I mean, all terrorists it's, it's funny that you think of you say i say that but i remember when we were building it through the years you know that that ramp by the by the door that was because some of dad's friends had kids in wheelchairs you know like we tried but it wasn't really <laughs> it was not so great so you know, dad had to change a couple things at the house and uh, I had to do a little bit more work and then I got to come home and that's when it got, I guess you'd say that's when it got real, you know, <laughs> that's when uh, there wasn't a doctor telling you a good job every five minutes and. But you, I, I do remember dad made some ghetto ass rollers for, <laughs> for your 20 inch and you're very, you know, you're a very stubborn guy and hard worker and I remember you're like, they wanted to put your hand in in a traction machine type of cast to open your fingers so it looked the same yeah right and if you want to see in scott's hands now it's more like it's curled up from the pinky to your middle finger then it's more open it's, a, it's a claw it's like a claw <laughs> but if it was if it was open the way it was like they wanted it you would be able to grip anything correct yes yes they told what they told me was if they made it flat, I would never have any joint issues or anything like that, but it would just be flat. It would basically all I could do is slap things. And I asked the lady if like me, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I asked the lady, the first thing I thought of was, well, if it's curved, I can get it on a grip. I can at least ride, you know, or whatever. But at that point you're not thinking you're never going to be able to ride again. So you just, yeah, let's, let's go that route. And that was the, remember the rubber band contraption. Yeah. That, that thing I was really gnarly. Yeah. And, um, you know, a lot of a lot of therapy, a lot of uh, a lot of really, shock treatment. You, <laughs> you had a, you had like in the late nineties. I mean, and once again, I was fifteen, sixteen years old at the time, so my head was in another place 
was thinking with my other head a lot. But I, I do recall that you had really good care for the circumstance. Like, you know, that's what I think a lot of people with spinal cord injuries struggle finding Jesse Nelson's story stuck in New York. You went from Oceanside, life lighted from the parking, the intersection in, in um, by Tri-City. They didn't even put you at Tri-City hospitals down the road. They asked, I, re- I do remember when the guy walked up and they, I, I didn't realize it, but my neck was bigger than my head. Like it was so swollen already. And the guy goes, where do you, where, where are you from? And I said, I'm from Escondido. If I can, I, I Palmar, you know, like that's where my family is. And he goes, that's not an option. And I said, well, Tri-City, and I know we're here in Vista. And he goes, that's not an option either. We're taking you straight to La Jolla. And that guy probably saved your life. Probably. You know, I mean, really. And they did the a day, steroid injection right away also, didn't they? Laying in the dirt. Yeah, so so going, you know, as we got a couple months down the track, I mean, I'm hearing my parents and you and doctors, they, that slowed down the swelling immensely. Sure. And, and it possibly, there's so many steps that people need to take. And you were at the front side of that steroid injection to possibly slow down that spinal. I mean, there's so many spinal cord injuries are all so unique. hundred percent. So, I mean, people have asked you and your doctors and Scott's very modest about his injury. And I'm even surprised I kind of shot. I kind of like slept this, snuck this in on him about going into this, but you probably have had him pass you at Paula. You probably <laughs> graced him at SRA. He, he, as of now, you, like you said, your left arm's, been compromised a little bit it's you know before i did the last shoulder ordeal um i would say my left side is probably 50 percent of right side right side is probably 80 percent of normal yeah yeah yeah. whatever so uh you know you you get used to it at at this point in my life it's it's normal because it's been this way longer than it wasn't yeah and then your (laughs) feet your feet your your left foot's quite numb that's the biggest issues that i face is uh just the feeling differences i have um feet are numb left side's numb um don't really feel temperature i'll burn the you remember during supercross i'd have bloody legs from getting on your bike and i didn't even know that i was melting it and uh you know, those are the things that they're not, they don't seem that big of a deal, but then you don't, you don't notice it. And that's where, uh, that's where it gets frustrating, I guess you'd say. Yeah. I can't imagine, man. I mean, I'm healthy and waking up <laughs> fucking sucks. So, I mean, temperature affects you. You're, you know, everything's a little more just similar to people in chairs. You're, no. you're, you're, when you dislocated your shoulder a year ago, um, at Cahia, <laughs> not funny, but I remember <laughs> I was in the emergency room. I was just out of the just out of the hospital. So it's two years ago now. Two years. Two ago. years ago, yeah, basically two years, almost to the date. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, because of the nerve damage from the spinal cord injury, they said that it is tougher sometimes for your body acts different. They put you into lauded, and you're going to you're seizing, and you know you you can't maintain a temperature. Like your body doesn't loses that ability, so I'm either hot or I'm cold. I'm never in the middle, you know. Like yeah, yeah, I I, I can't imagine, man. And and do you? I mean, is it at some point? You know, I remember like my brother was a, like a framer. You left home right at 18 to chase your dreams of snowboarding. You owned a snowboard shop, snowboard company. You did. You were a really gnarly kind of free rider in Glamis. You raced up to your 16, pretty much. Um. Yeah. When? How old were you when you got hurt? Out of like Glamis? nine. Like so, nine. So yeah, probably like you know, 16. getting close to sixteen, getting my license. Yeah, yeah. And what the really cool thing that I'm very fortunate, Scott, is my brother amongst 
one of the coolest things is I got to grow up with a guy with some rad friends, right? <laughs> like Ryan Hughes was our neighbor and your best friend. You know, Mike Craig was your best friend. And I got to really, you know, you idolize the dogger, Brock Glover, the whole era of the 80s. I was I've, a, I've met most of my heroes because of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to, to, to understand what those guys meant to the sport was because of my brother and his friends and my age gap, our age gap's far enough that I wouldn't have probably soaked it in. But to hear like those stories and who these people are and what the, Mickey Diamond, Ron Lachine, remember to your idols and to have you know we have the Dogger's pants down, yeah. mom and dad's house thing in the loft and you know now being able to hang out with Dogger at Maxima and you know one of the sponsors of our podcast here is it's it's really full circle right, um, but fortunately for me I think um, y- you know being very selfish, I don't think my career would have been the same with racing and had a job, you know, a job with KTM if it wasn't for you getting hurt probably because you had nothing to do as far as work. You couldn't hold a nail anymore with your hand. You couldn't do the things that you were accustomed to doing. You had to check your pride out of the door, move back home and have care for mom. So my brother would go out and, and coach me. We had about 400 acres at our front door. That wasn't our fam- <laughs> land, by the way. We, we'd ride down the street and hop into some field where all the seven hills were Rhino Road. What's, what's really cool about that is when uh, your dad, my stepdad, Mike, was was looking for the house, you know, that's the field that they rode in. So yeah, that yeah. was kind of how we ended up out there was yeah. because of dirt bikes, you know. And, um, you know, we rode out of North County Yamaha, home shop, you know. we that was, you know, the, the, the big shop when we were kids that really – I think, you know, you started going to work for the engine builder for the race team, right? Tim Tim Morgan, that's how you started really becoming a mechanic. You basically interned for Tim, right? I I had nothing, you know, like I just had nothing to even wake up for in the morning. Um, Tim, our local guy, Tim Morgan, uh, brought me in, asked me the first day, well, what's Michael riding? And I said, he's riding YZ, just got 125. Within three days, I could do a 125 motor. You know, like he was just really, that was perfect. But then you're racing, that gave me something. My hand wouldn't do what it does if it wasn't for your, you know, us going racing and having to figure it out. And yeah, I mean, I can't put wrist, pins, wrist pin clips in with two <laughs> hands, and you can put them in with one hand. But, so, I, but I didn't know how to do it with two. So Yeah, that's, was, that's true. Like you weren't, Scott wasn't a mechanic. I broke stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you broke it, and you, you wanted to go snowboarding and do cool shit and frame and that. So coming from your, you know, you get through rehab, you get out. Uh, you know, I talk rehab, not drug rehab, physical therapy rehab, <laughs> and, and get rehabilitated from a spinal cord injury, have an uphill battle, but kind of dove into a full-blown mom-and-pop engine building shop. <sighs> I mean, you were working on Banshees, 250 or three-wheelers. Farm quads. 490s. (laughs) But what's interesting about that is a lot of race team mechanics nowadays, they only can work on those, not knocking them, they can only work on those motors. That that I go back to those lessons every day. You know, yeah. it's something I learned at that ghetto shop or, you know, yeah, whatever yeah. you want to call and, it. And, and this is Tim Morgan. He built NCY, Yamaha, and DGY motors back in the early, late 80s, early 90s, not Tom Morgan. Tom Morgan actually built my motors <laughs> after Tim kind of shut the shop down and I was ra- more, more advanced racing. But if it wasn't for Tim, you know, the knowledge he gave our local area out in, you know, Escondido, North County, San Diego – 
man, it, it, it was a big help, you know, late nights with cranks that were uh, not balanced right, just come out and make it happen. But, you know, for me, that was work for Tim all week. If you weren't racing, Grinny was going racing with the NCY box van, yeah. so I would go do, you know, customer support or whatever yeah, at the yeah, races yeah. and uh, was all in, you know, just 100% that, all in. So, you know. Um, That's how we met Donovan, you yeah, know, and, and a lot it, of great people. Yeah. So. Kind of to wrap up on on the spinal cord thing is <laughs> is I mean on on what on like a, a different note is you go through a life altering change you know um, and having your little brother and me and then Cole our younger brother who passed away of cancer unfortunately in two thousand seven how did you co- I mean even though it was on a bicycle did you ever get worried like man I can't have this happen to my brothers or my friends or was that ever even in your mind <sighs> you know funny story about that is I remember mom being so mad at Rhino because he wouldn't come see me. Hoodie came, Ty came, you know, yeah. like everybody came, but Rhino wouldn't. But Rhino was racing, and the last thing Rhino needs to see is his oldest friend laying in a That's bed paralyzed, you know. Yeah. And what's weird about that is is I, I knew you guys were young enough to kind of just you know, like just get on with it. it just, right? just keep. You know, we're still going to jump those jumps, whatever. But I was afraid that it would affect you. You know, because at that point, you know, you were just getting on big bikes and starting to show, like, you know, maybe, you know, maybe there's a chance. And uh, the last thing I would want was for you to have that doubt or that that fear in, yeah. in your in your mind. The only time. One specific moment, I remember San Francisco watching you <laughs> five feet higher than everyone else over the triple, but you're, but you're going to come up about 10 feet shorter than everybody else. And I was just like, 15 dudes behind you, you're going to die. Like, yeah. I'm going to watch my brother die right now. And then that same moment when you broke your leg at Glen Helen that time like on the, the 125 yeah like two years or three years earlier yeah. yeah that was my rookie race the chaparral race and i i just wasn't prepared mentally to be where <laughs> where where my starts could put me and where i wanted to be i wasn't mentally there at san francisco that time i whole shot at a heat race Fa- andrew you, shorts on the factory on it. yeah and i'm on a privateer bike built by you and and crower got some bullshit cams <laughs> that blew up on us all the time but i had the you know i had a badass bike that could get me there, but I, I think I really think I willed, like mentally willed myself to the front, and I could have good starting technique, but I wasn't really mentally ready to 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 be there. I, I wanted to be there, but I wasn't mentally ready to like take advantage of my skill set to get me there. For sure. And but I think what most people don't realize is is until two thousand six six or seven. I mean, we would go to Star West to break in race bikes because we broke it down the field from this house <laughs> I'm living in now, yeah. in the mud with Dossel and Logan and Mo and everybody. Yeah, yeah. it was a rainy ass. <laughs> dude, we were breaking in our race bike. I think that was the same year. It might have been, but you know, like like you, your your skill level caught up to your want once. I got tools. Once we had the key to the KTM test track. And what we do two years straight of just going there almost every day? I, I, I think that was a like the the catalyst. I think the the step before that I also don't have the track with my rookie couple of years, but when the Castillos let me ride 
their place, you I and, elevated. You and Billy and those yep. guys up and, there, for sure. And But then I but I only could ride that track good. And that was kind of smushed down a little bit. Kind of, It hadn't been raced on riding on since uh, Castillo. But I think, too, you were you were a guy that definitely benefited from the 250F. Yeah. You didn't scream a 125 hard enough. No, for sure you, not. You know what I mean? Well, and then the N06 having freaking rocket ship motors at like KTM. <laughs> no, 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 for sure. When, when Leighton Rice is giving <laughs> you 44 horsepower motors and everyone else is on 40 horsepower. But that's, I mean, I'm glad that, you know, we, we've never talked about this, people. But, yeah, it's, it's. Um, I honestly was never affected one time from your injury other than seeing you not being able to do things that you'd want to do. And the biggest thing is riding your bicycle, right? Like, you had to give up that and then the second one is snowboarding right and well i'd say snowboarding skateboarding and bmx like you have the quiver the best intense cycles quiver of anyone i know <laughs> but we all know you can't ride them how you'd want to but you have the bikes you you enjoy the bike builds you use the shit out of you have a sniper i had a hard eddie a sniper an og taser a tracer just sold the tracer, 26-inch tracer still, just because I think it's cool, and that's the bike that you got me, the yeah, first one, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, or whatever. I'm total, I've had 10, 10 intense bikes. Yeah, we're, we are intense life crew, that's <laughs> for sure. Um, we're proud. So, yeah, that, those are the, some of the things that bummed me out was just to see that taken away. But then on the other side of things, to see where you've become as a professional, your exact, exact job title is crew chief, KTM group, correct? Exact job title would be senior technician ktm off-road fuck your oldest fuck senior senior right. you get free coffee at denny's yeah just about just oh, about fuck. <laughs> no that i mean, i am very proud of, of you and where you've come i mean i i i i started there in 05 ish like middle 04 actually middle 04 we were, we were racing hondas and you were testing ktms all week <laughs> yeah, yeah that didn't work out so well for me but um you came on in 07 End of 06. End Remember of 06. We went, we went to Canada first that's summers. Right. And I, we, that's when I first met Andy, you Shit, know, and man. the gang so up you're, there. You're 14, you're yeah. almost 15 years in now, huh? Yeah. That's so badass. Um, I got to ride. Well, before we get into the riding, let's take a quick commercial break and, uh, you know, maybe thank Intent Cycles and those people that make this thing possible. Real, real quick, before you do that, I just want to say thank you because we raced off-road. We raced motocross. We raced supercross. All across the world, yeah. together. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, that's like, that's a special thing. Um, we fought like hell. But we did. We did. We we. But I think you know. I you know. I always had your back. And we, yeah, we we did have a we had a fuck. We will get in this. Let's take a commercial yeah. break. We'll jump it right into our kind of our history of racing and what we got to do together because I think it's inspiring for other families. If only you held the keys to ultimate clarity, vision unrestricted, performance unhampered. Unparalleled technology developed beyond perfection. Ahead of the pack, giving it 100%. Introducing the Armega, bringing Ultra HD to motocross. All right, we're back here at the My Two Alive podcast presented by the Pinnacle Nutrition Group. And we're with my brother, Scott Youngstrand. Kind of just try not to get emotional here about a, uh, racing journeys and you know his his journey back from a, uh, almost a life-ending uh, spinal cord injury. Um, but yeah, we we had some good times, man. Like, and I don't think they're over for sure. You know, um, I just got back from the fucking track tonight. <laughs> I'm going with tomorrow Ma with Mason. You're going tomorrow. <laughs> I was stoked, dude. I got to you know 
we know I left KTM two and a half years ago now. Two and a half years ago, I said, and I'm glad I did, man. I, 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 I really thought I, I thought I was ready when I left. I, I actually, I didn't think I was ready. I just left. I remember I walked into your workshop like I'm, I'm done, and I cried like a little bitch, leaped down the road, um, and then I thought I would really struggle going to the track and seeing the, the R&D van and seeing Lytle and you and Lee and you guys working and the test riders. But honestly, I don't, <laughs> I, 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 I'm really enjoying learning to ride on my own terms. And I can say that when I left the KTM group, I did it at a time that I don't resent someone that gave me a badass job for 15 years and an opportunity to travel the world with you we got to go to Italy, Austria, Canada, you know, um, I raced in Germany. I, I mean, I'm all over the world developing, which now is a powerhouse of a company. There's Husqvarna owned by KTM. There's Gas Gas. 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 They're, they're winning championship after cha- – they won a MotoGP like two weeks ago. They, they are just crushing in, in the sea. But I was and, a, and, and what did our friends say to us when we told them we got jobs at KTM? Why do you want to work there? Yeah. Why, why would you go there? And I think we saw deep down, like the culture was so thriving there that we, and we were two years ahead of everyone. We could see these plans happening and it was hard not to get wrapped up in like. I think, believe it or not, for those of you that know him, we, we believed in rags. You, you know yeah. what I mean? Like. So like. Ryan Raglan, <laughs> Rags, if you listen to this, you're probably watching Swap Moto Live because we're a team. Him, Ryan Raglan's the, the inventor and creator of Stasic. And Stasic Stability Cycles has changed the game oh, single-handedly. It's, it's, and it's, We should get him on this podcast, Scott. No, 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 for sure, and, for sure. And we're going to try to get, keep Scott on here every Monday and get, get this, keep this rolling, but... Yeah, Rags. Rags was our recruit, our engineer that we worked he, with. He he was he was the R and D boss, and uh, you know you you were already there, and um, you know I was working for Dad during the week and driving the truck to the races on the weekend or whatever, and uh, you'd be telling me stuff or you know hey fuck we're working on this or you know the the bikes are, the bikes are getting really good, and then one day you. Uh, were we at Akatia and you had one of Billy's bikes or something like that and you let me ride it and I was just like, Whoa, you know, like this thing's pretty cool. And I think it was two months later, I get a phone call at work. Hey, Scott, this is Ryan Raglan. You wanna come work at KTM? I'm in. And yeah. We were all in, you know. I, I do think, you know, Going and then the, you got hurt the first two weeks I was there. Was that was that the uh, <laughs> McGrath invitation when I broke my humerus <laughs> off the smallest jump on the track? I didn't do very many of us well. McGrath broke his neck. <laughs> didn't Nick get hurt? Nick there? got jacked up. I broke my humerus, my collarbone. On the sm- anyhow, yeah. But Ryan Raglan pushed so hard and fought for a KTM North America R and D group that I can say. I really can say he was the catalyst to the, the fire, and John Eric Burleson backed him. They, they are they couldn't be more opposite as people, but they they knew it was best. So you know Ryan would get the most out of Jeb, and and Jeb would really push hard on Ryan to be to be the best that Ryan could be, and to see they almost work together in a lot of functions now is pretty rad with USMCA and Stasic and. 
they really both have a f- passion for two wheels that has collided. And I mean, I'm I'm extremely pr- proud of Ryan. I got to, you know I'm get to help him build his little stasic Grom squad now, and he, it's been fun to see what they're doing with that. With I mean, we were in all honesty, me and you were probably his biggest critics as he was coming up with the whole concept because we were afraid that kids wouldn't ride anymore because they just buzz around and, and it's been all complete opposite totally. we can eat our words no it, no totally 100 percent. and you know i think he's he's done well so ryan thank you for pushing us at ktm and i think he was one of those guys too much like myself before he was bitter at a company that gave him a platform he exited stage right and left on great terms and you know, his son rides a KTM 65, I think, Robbie does, and it, it's, uh, this sport is very, very small, you know, that you don't want to burn bridges, you're gonna, you're gonna have to face some people, and <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm proud to, to, you know, be tight with, I think, I'm, I'd hope to say I'm tight with the KTM crew, I got to ride your new bike, and congratulations, your team did a good job, man. Thank you, um, thank you. That, this is this is probably really realistically, this is probably the first one that there wasn't still a hint of uh, sleep dogs testing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it it was good. Me and P, uh, PFO got to go ride it for Swap Mode Alive. The test is up on Swap Mode Alive now. You can check it out. I'll I'll repurpose it and put it on my on the My Tool Life blog as well. But the bike is good, man. It's got. Let's talk a little bit about it. I mean, bold new graphics. I think they look sick. Yeah, you know, um, as you know, I'm usually the last one to see the graphics side yeah. of things just because... You didn't get to see them to that day. Till that day. Yeah. Um, and But to be honest, a little bit, that's by choice. I, yeah. don't, I don't pay a lot of attention to that. I, I care about the, the underneath side of it more than anything, but uh, they still have to look cool. And I, I do think our bike looks pretty cool this year. It kind of was the same for a couple of years. Um not a lot of updates. There's a few. Um, which you guys changed. You guys worked on the fork and the shock. The fork and shock always. I mean, that's even when we don't even claim that we worked on it. We did. You know, there's yep. all. There's always a new setting. There's always something new in there. New hardware. New something. Um, Seals. Whatever. Maybe. Whatever. Whatever. Somebody Schrader thought would va- make Schrader, it better. Schrader valve <laughs> O-ring for the air Whatever. That 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 you know going to Schrader valve. It grinds me. You know that. People are so how much haters on the air fork because the air fork is a really really good air fork, man. You know what? Yeah. It's a weird deal because we watched it happen with the Japanese bikes, and they went from a pretty simple air fork that people were okay with, but there was tricks you could do to make it better, and they did those. But then it got too complicated, and it wasn't any good for. You know, guys like me that don't even check their tire pressure Saturday morning. They just want to go ride. So we put a lot of thought, and the engineers at WP put a lot of thought into how to make the simplest fork that they could. And I feel they did an awesome job. You know, for sure they did. And uh, it's just unfortunately, with everyone going back to spring... You're different. You're on an island. You know, we like I like I say, and you'll get the joke, Michael. Is uh, we PDR we PDS ourselves again, where we're the only manufacturer doing something. So PDS to the listeners is is the no linkage. So we, we <laughs> the no linkage bikes worked great, but when you are different than everyone else, it can't work. <laughs> it can't. It can't because it's we were so afraid going to linkage that like Honda was going to go to PDS system back in the day and make us look like assholes, but. 
I can say that they've done a really good job on this. I was at 10.7 bar when I went out, as you guys set it up for me. Um, Nate set it up. Mm-hmm. R&D, I wasn't working with R&D. I was working with the media department. I want to, I want to point that out. And I was riding on their bike and 10.7, and I felt like it was a little low in the front end. Um, and what was really cool, instead of having to pull the forks apart or going with, with clickers and making it harsher to get ride height, he had a .3 bar through you guys, you and Lee's recommendation. We got a front end up, got that balance a lot better for me, and shock everything started working better. That that the balance on the KTM's is very sensitive and kind of always has been. Yeah, yeah. and you know you don't get that pitch right. You if, you know if you want it to turn sharper, you can lower that with air pressure and adjust your ride height per se, right? And other bikes, it's really tough to do that. Um, Without doing some crazy, crazy stuff to internals that I'm fortunate I've been working with Yom, with KYB and Enzo on understanding more, but it's way more dynamic than pressure. So that's kudos to WP on their system. Um, and I was really pumped on where that we finished up that day on on balance. Like I was really stoked. And as you probably heard, if you listen to it or when you do, I, I one thing Scott, I just I really and I told you on the day, it's no shock to you. I referenced Chad Tempo, my partner at PNG's uh, 2025 tradition. Yeah, I think so. Yep, and we had the KYB, uh, KYB Enzo kit stuff, right, with Techno Touch lugs. Handling wise, the 2021 handling was probably a touch better than that Enzo KYB Technical Touch conversion spring conversion, but the feeling was more. Com- it felt a little more like lively and bouncy, you know, on, on Chad's fact tradition. Going back to the, what, the 2021 KTM, I just want that drivetrain to feel freer. And I always like, it's always been a thing with me because I like that. I don't dickhead it like Barsha, but I want it to be <laughs> quick and I want to be able to wheelie when I can. And I, I would love a 450, as you know, you're just laughing. Like you would lo- I love a 450 in one day and then I'd hate it on another day. Uh-huh. But I always loved 350. Every time I loved the 350, I just loved it. And I think if I ever go back orange or white or red or whatever <laughs> fucking color the KTM group buys next, I'd probably go to a 350. No. I, I just think there, until you guys change your motor dynamic, it's not the right one for me. No, and that was part of the reason I feel that you always liked the 250 and 350 more than the 450s, you know, yeah. because of that. And, uh,. You know, you're not you're not alone. There's a lot of people that have that same opinion or that same, I don't know, even know what you'd call it. Feeling. Feeling. Um, but, you know, on that note, the more, I mean, I've done it to a few people now. Everybody thinks the 350 is fun, but they want to get back on their 450 until they ride the 350 for a few days. Then they're like, hey. I kind of get it now, you know? And, yeah, it, yeah. And you rode, I mean, let's face it, you rode some pretty not-so-great 350s at I the did. beginning. You know, yeah. like they, weren't the, they weren't what they are now, no. like for sure. They were a fast 250. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, now they're, uh, they're, their own, they're their own bike. And, yeah. Uh, you know, it definitely fits that character that you like more. Yeah, than, yeah. Uh, I mean, so, so to kind of touch off, and I really want you to, everyone to go to Swap Mode Live and, and, Listen to the, um, watch the video here, me and PFO's comments, but I will end it on, on this, on kind of wrap up this 2021. It is, congrats to your team. In my Thank opinion, you. it's the best version of a KTM SXF 450 that I've ridden. I, I, 
I think if you're a KTM fan or a Husky fan or now a Gas Gas fan and you're looking to get one, you're not going to be disappointed. But going into the shootout, it's going to be a battle for you guys. Oh, for sure. It's going to be a battle. We had a pretty good run where we were throwing out big improvements year after year after year, and the Japanese weren't. And they've come at us pretty hard the last couple of years, you know. Everyone's got a fat tradition now. No, for sure. And, you know, like, I mean, on one hand, um, I love it. Like, like Drop security. Like, let's... I'm I'm already wondering what those guys in Austria are going to come up with next. Yeah, you know? yeah. So well, I think if I, I mean, I just will sneak around your van, you <laughs> and Stapo and your crew are testing some stuff, and I know what to look for. But um, no, I got I got on my bike and went and I went and tested the Chad's bike with with uh, Yoshi and the Enzo crew on Saturday, and worked on a pretty trick shock. I saw the it, picture. Yeah, it was pretty rad. Like they they have a you know, there's some stuff that you just can't feel right it doesn't like once again handling wise it's hard to beat the WPKTM stuff it handles it's so stable it's so balanced it's so like so 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 good right but you just there's not something with the way that the componentry is built it doesn't have a lively bouncy feel like a KYB there's I, a feeling it's a there, feeling there's a feeling but um this shock Scott it it had it threw the balance off so bad and and it in a good way that I it recognized like there's this, we're at Elsinore like 180 degrees outside <laughs> but it was real choppy later on when we went into that shock setting and it was driving through the bumps like I've never felt a KTM driver but unfortunately the balance was super low because we were so deep they made some more changes and it got got the balance back to where I wanted it and I mean you get on the Enzo Racing KYB's Instagram, and Ross put some photos up it, on it, and and he's he's very active on social, so and Facebook. So if you have questions, it's a KYB WP hybrid something something, and it's just very dynamic shock. And I just love feeling new stuff because it's like it's is it possible to bring it out in production? Hell no. But at least I can give the tuner, whoever I'm working with, some type of data from my feeling of how to take that and apply it to a production shock. I feel, and obviously you you were technically here before me, but I, I feel that we we learned how to test even before we did this for a living. Michael, go ride this up the hill and see what it feels like, you know, and you would go do hot laps up and down the, 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 the Moss's Hill just to yeah, see yeah. if a bike was faster or whatever. But Like the Tony Alessi dyno, dyno, totally, dyno totally. theory. I had my Michael Sleater dyno. But uh, <laughs> we, we understand the new way, and there's probably a lot of guys that if they listen to this might get mad at me for saying this, but the new way of dynos and all these, you know, tools to measure all these things these guys are building perfect settings and perfect balances and perfect this and perfect that but we go to the track and they don't always work and you're old enough that it really was by feel i mean that first eight years with rags there was no dyno yeah we didn't we didn't we didn't have a shock dyno we We might have had one but we didn't run fast enough we had one but i think a mountain bike shock dyno goes faster than the one we had yeah uh, yeah we weren't pressure balancing to do this pressure balancing we were oh we're cavitating okay change this you know or whatever and um i mean i'm talking like i'm a suspension guy that's the one thing i don't do but uh 
like you say, you know, you love to go try things and get the feeling. And, and the first thing that pops into my head is the day we did the Air Fork shootout back when U.S. designed an Air Fork. And, you know, there was nine Air Forks oh, in, in Jared, the deal. Oh, Jared had that badass Air Fork. But what was mine and your favorite? The RM85 Air Fork, we yeah, called it. Because yeah. it was an old open cartridge fork you yeah. know that we knew looked like an old fork but it was there was a feeling there was something to that you know and that's where uh and and, and the people listening i know there's only like four of you listening to this podcast <laughs> but the four of you that are listening you the, it's hard for these manufacturers these r&d crews that one that scott works for and the honda teams and the the prestons of the world that you know change all these things because you can get something that works phenomenal, but then you have to stay in a spec and a cost with R&D that actually makes sense to bring it into production for me and you buyers to actually use it. So you might try something that's really badass, like I tried on Saturday with Yoshi and Ross. Well, they're aftermarket. Yeah. But what's cool is I can take that. You have that feeling. I have that feeling now, and I applied that feeling and he's making something for my four for the Yamaha now because I'm like I like this and you found something I found you liked. something that that I was missing but I would never have felt that if I didn't taste it if I didn't try sure. it so it's like sure. that's where the Enzos of the world are so badass because you know they piss you off you guys because they take stuff and make it shiny and they do things I'm not saying Ross but like and and guys like me that like shiny shit and they like to feel certain things and then I we challenge to get there right but I really and I said it in the Swap Moto Live video I encourage you to ride your new bike stock trim especially the KTM <laughs> get used to what it does right before you go change it because no, there's some feelings that you don't want to lose because you guys don't spend three days a week testing just for shits and giggles. Preston and Tikorsky aren't. I'm butchering his last name, but for sure. Tarski, whatever. But Steven, we, we we ride by each other all day yeah, long. You guys every day. Aren't at, yeah, you guys are on the track all day. Um, just know, Borky and the Cowie guys yeah. out there doing their thing. Yeah, you, know? you guys are all working so hard, not just messing around, and the bikes are good. So learn what the good things, because there are parameters they have to stay in, and that's why. They're not bad test riders. There could be a seal that they wouldn't run because of cost. There could be too many. Sh- the year that we too could, many shims. That year we rags was limited to. You can only use eight shims per bike. He's like, what the fuck? <laughs> I need fourteen to get it. Th- <laughs> yeah. But you know what? Kudos to him. He made it work. No, no, no. Yeah. So, yeah, you, I really just want to encourage everyone to to try use your bikes, um, most you can in stock trim. Learn what it does. Um, good. <laughs> And then recognize the bad, and then relay to, you know, don't, the Enzo. Don't, don't just don't just read, don't just read bike shootouts or vital message boards or whatever. Give it a shot. You know, yeah. Like like. What, what's your biggest thing that you see with KTM people? What is their biggest? Like you're at the track so much, people recognize the crew now in SoCal. What is the biggest question you have or get asked about the new bikes? Hmm. <laughs> When when are they going to come with an orange frame? Uh, I, get, I get that at least twice a day, uh, and I'm the wrong guy because I'm a black frame guy. But whatever, um, you know. Honestly, they come over, they chit chat, they uh, we, we set a lot of sag, we uh, give the air fork tutorial of you know you know hey, whoa what pressure are you running whatever, and um, 
you know, little bit we have to kind of figure out are they as good as they're telling us they are or are they just, you know, or whatever. But most of the guys, they're pumped. And uh, we hear a lot that, you know, oh, you know, I was really scared to buy this bike, but now that I have it and it's probably 50-50, half the people, they don't even ride their stock suspension. They just put their Olins on or they, you know, their track shock and comb valves or, you know, whatever. That's, the, but that's yep. their, that's their thing. That's, yep. that's what they do. You, you would do it too if you had it, yep. you know? Yep. Um, most people, I mean, every now and then we might get that random, Hey, my bike's doing this, but so does every other manufacturer. It's, it's, yep. it's not like the old days where, like we always joke about back when I first started, when we went to the track, we probably gave out most of the bikes that were at the track. You Dude, know, you, now guys, you guys had like market share. No, I, I mean, there's days where we definitely are, are the majority, especially when you throw in the other, you know, the other brands and, uh, I mean, it's come a long way. I mean, not to just keep circling around to that, but it really has come a long way in the last yeah, it's, 15 it's been, years. Yeah, it's been wild. I think having, you know, and the racing team backs up production, where I think that's what's really cool about Roger. Roger doesn't speak to, I know your guys' group a whole lot, but when he does, I know you you guys definitely respect his opinion because he steers the ship over there. And their bikes a stock bike with some lightened equipment and some bigger forks like and that's got to be so rad that you guys are working on the same page where you look at yamaha i mean i'm riding yamaha now and it's arguably the i'm i'm we know i don't ride for yamaha Dwayne at simi valley takes good care of me and the family for sure but my 450 is my favorite 450 i've ever had and yamaha's racing team just can't get their shit together. Their factory 450 team. So yeah. where you get to work with a racing team that that takes your product that you guys come out with, you and Austria's R and D team, and they don't butcher it. No, right? For sure. Like they, we they they don't butcher those bikes up, and it, it's that's cool. And in Cali, looks like they're the same, right? Like I'm outside looking in, I think Chase Sexton's really making Honda's bike look good. <laughs> no, definitely. I, I I will definitely if if Chase, if you are listening to this, um, I did. I will. You surpassed what I thought you would do. Pump on for Jade. Pump for Jade. That was my next comment. Jade Dungey, good for you, dude. Like, Jade's come a long way from putting wood screws in my frame, holding <laughs> carbon fiber fork guards that he or carbon fiber water pump guards. Scott, yeah. Jade was my mechanic. Uh, Jade Dungey went. There's and, o- there was only two years I didn't work for you. One was Ryan, and one was Jade. And you know what? <laughs> Jade Jade was awesome. We had a bootstrap budget, and to see where he's come as a mechanic, I mean, it doesn't surprise us. But Jade loves it. He loves that shit. Just loves it. Loves yeah. it. Just loves going racing and yeah. building sick bikes. Yeah, like, yeah. He, I mean, he I know he it. he's he's in a good place. He was at Geico for not even two years. It goes to the HRC team, so that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, Scott, let's let's uh, you know go into another commercial break here, and uh, we'll we'll jump into Loretta Lynn's um, amateur real quick, and then into the national. The original and unrivaled new bike in a can SC1 truly restores that factory shine and lives up to the claim. SC1 high gloss coating is specifically formulated to protect and beautify multiple surfaces including plastic, vinyl, rubber, and carbon fiber. Water resistant formulation is safe for use on gloss or matte finishes and makes the cleanup process easier by forming a durable coating that repels mud, dirt, and debris. 
can be applied and left untouched or allowed to set up and be buffed to a dry sheen, leaving a long-lasting luster. Ride, clean, and SC1 your ride to keep it working and looking its best. All right, we're back here at the My Two Life podcast presented by the Pinnacle Nutrition Group. And Scott Loretta's dude, you know, we talked about Jader, you know, the Dunge family, um, Chase Sexton, you know, and these kind of watching these amateur kids come through. And what was I know you said you didn't really follow it too much, but I followed the the, the A class and the B class because, you know, we know some kids in there and then uh tried to follow super mini there was a couple kids i was keeping an eye on and then uh obviously you got to follow the 125 class just because the 125s you know that's cool but uh i'd like to give a shout out to uh dylan schwartz local kid from alpine um suzuki rider rides for lb's team i watch him every day when we're at the track and him and his mechanic just do their thing and do their motos work you know do do what you're supposed to do and when he went to loretta's he started the week off with a win didn't get any championships but uh i'm a fan like i i i was really impressed with with his work going in and it it, it showed he, he rode really well and then uh if i'm not mistaken he earned points in both motos at the national so dude yeah that's right i i didn't know i mean we don't see each other like we used to and I I wasn't expecting that name to pop out because I I I didn't you know I don't have you guys got to know him a little bit or no not at all we don't talk I, I talked to his mechanic one time he asked me for an oil filler cap he you know Dylan had kicked his off or whatever and I I didn't have one but uh, like I said he he just parks he see, tends to park by us at Glen Helen on Thursdays and uh, me and my coworker Lee that does the suspension for our group he. Uh, we just kind of watched them do their thing, and it was really cool for him to go, you know, to Loretta's and uh, to do well. Yeah, he, he impressed the shit out of me, dude. Like, I was at, in the office watching it online and watching lap times, and he came out swinging, dude, first motos, and he, uh, unfortunately— With Bad starts the rest of the motos, but, but you know what? He rode his way up into second or third in and, every and, moto. And that'd be hard, man. Like, he's on an island, right? He's on a—he's, you know, pops to uh, the Bar X team, the Barbieri's, and Myron Short— Jamie Ellis, Twisted Development, oh, Brian yeah. Shear, uh, Larry Brooks has put together one hell of a package for those guys. And I mean, Larry, it's not Larry's first name, Rodeo, oh. but they've taken a turd within the RM350. And for that kid to have, you know, he got put on an island at Cowie, whether right, wrong, or different, he felt it was not a place that he wanted to stay. And, and the Bar X team stood behind him and um, they gave him a piece of equipment that obviously he's confident with. And I think some teams have to be looking at what he's doing, man. Like, he, he, he's been solid. I think he got robbed of a very dominant year because he didn't get Freestone. He didn't get no, Cal Classic. For sure. He, these kids only had one shot going into Loretta's to make a, a splash. So, Will, I guess I'm not really asking you, but will the industry look at this year as an asterisk for the Schwartzes, for the Gonzalez's, for, for these kids um, that – that maybe we got a second or third. You know, Levi Kitchen absolutely crushed it, right? He's 19 in the B class from Washougal, and he he really impressed me on the Rock River Yamaha. For sure. Does Star just go – I mean, Star's not afraid to just to get the best guy. No, no. They did that with Cooper, right? Challenge mm-hmm. Tennant had that ride locked down, allegedly. Left Orange Brigade, went to Star. Justin Cooper outshined him. Bam. Bam. They took Justin no. Cooper. Wasn't a 
Challenge an amazing kid, but I think they made the right decision, you know, oh, from I a mean, business standpoint, right? Whether they, they did it legally or not, it's up to the legal system, and, and emotionally, that's the tenant's thing. On that but, note, what but, happened to him this weekend? Did he race? Justin Cooper? Oh, Justin Cooper, yeah. We'll go into the pros <laughs> in a second. But, yeah, so Dylan Schwartz, props to you, man. I think, you know, you're probably bummed out coming into this week or whatever, but I think you got a bright future. You get put your head towards the second round of Loretta's. Um, you know who was in here? You're going to laugh. I, I watched Deegan. happened to tune in when little Deegan was racing. I caught a couple of his motos. Dude, he does some shit. Like, he's all super, everyone like, oh, super cross, super cross. The manualing and the bike technique, like, in the hopping and the stuff that, like, people. He's got Marvin Muskin hop and skip. Or, Dude. you know, like that, that crafty Frenchman yeah. that we always joke and then about. He, but and then he attacks, like, he's, then he's very efficient when he needs to be, like, traditional. Like, the Deegan family but, has done. But, but can make mistakes, too. I saw him, you know, get squirrely a few Dude, times. Do the knack-knack off the, <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, I, saw, it, I watched that live, and then I saw. The, but the kid, he's got it. And I heard some shit about him dodging DeFrancesco in the Superman class. It's like, dude, they don't dodge people. No. You know what they want? They want to win. Yeah. And they want to take the right steps. It's not time for him to It's not time. Next year's the next time. Daxton Binnick was supposed to be the Super Mini kid from Orange Brigade. He broke it. He just grew. Freestone was out. He's growing. No racing. They made the decision to put him up, which I think was right. He's like six foot tall now. For sure. But that doesn't mean to push Deegan to the the Super Mini class. He was the 12 to 14 senior rider. Could he ride a Super Mini? He could have won the Super Mini class possibly, but he'll have that time next year. Yeah. And let the kid mature. So for all you people out there, Hayden will. Hayden's gonna. Hey, <laughs> Max Volan could have won the B class, but yep. he rode the one twenty five. Yes, class. He, that's the plan. That yes, was the, 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 he, there's steps. Not that he's not ready. It's yeah, just steps. Volan looked great. He's, he's I wasn't sold on Volan. I'll be honest, because I, I, I know how much power, how much more dominant that KTM factory Supermini was. I thought the bike was gonna be. Like a little bit more like the Ryan Morris thing, where when Ryan was riding for Larry back in the chaparral, his bikes were so much better than put Ryan on equal equipment. Zach, yeah, Osborne, but kind of Volan's proving me otherwise. I was a little nervous, and once again, I'm just a dude in a white van that's out at the track every day. But Max had a big one at Paula a while back over that massive step up in the middle, and uh, oh shit. After that, you know, I mean, obviously there are kids there, the Orange Brigade. So we, we watch them and we do lap times and, you know, we, we, we cheer them on from the side. And uh, it, for a while it just didn't seem like it was Max mean. was coming back, you know, or whatever. Oh, shit. And, uh, you know, nobody was panicking or whatever. And obviously, you know, Talon, <laughs> Talon out of control of the, of the program. But uh, for him to go out there and, and, and ride like that, that proves that. You know, he's he's on the right path. Yeah, it was his his year got robbed because he was supposed to do some EMX one twenty a lot of EMX races. I think he only got the two out of four or five. Or yeah, something, so. so I mean, that, I think that's a proven. I think that's a. I mean, with Talon's relationship and knowledge of Europe, I, I would have really loved to see him. That was a smart move by, um, Twirly KTM Tyler Keith Talon Volan Red Bull like the KTM group to to put him through that. Unfortunately, it didn't come to fruition. But maybe next year he'll go to EMX two. I'm sure they will, right? You would think so. Um, but yeah, uh, one, yeah, Deegan was great. Um, you know, okay, there's two takeaways from an OEM side of things that I really thought was really cool. 
I th- I honestly thought Cowie was like losing their losing their mojo in amateur racing. Nah, <laughs> dude. They, Ryan Holiday had some sleepers like coming through. You know, De Francesco rode. He went six for six in the Super Mini class. Not that that doesn't really surprise me. That kid's badass. He's got he's got what it takes. But they they were they weren't to be outdone in the um, B and A class. They they had some fast guys up in the front, and they really they really looked good. Cowie Cowie had some some sneaky guys in there, and then in the sixty five class sixty five classes Yamaha dude. Yeah. Yamaha has that Cannon Richards kid. They have some guys, and they even had a kid on in the super mini class that gave. Um, Ryder Dia run for a couple laps, and I will should know these names. I'm trying to get my head back around it, guys. Sorry, I didn't have Cow Classic to brush me up, Mammoth <laughs> or Freestone on the amateur stuff. But all in all, man, kudos to MX Sports for putting on a great race for this. Otto Burton, let's get out a shout out to Otto no, Burton. No, no, no. He won a schoolboy moto. No, it was uh, college, no, college boy. boy. Sorry, college, college boy, boy. moto one. He was leading college boy two. He worked into the lead from a bad start. He thought he had it. Real, like eased up on it, and a dude just pounced on him and right got him in the last turn. Last turn, but he's been he's but been another, a, another kid that uh, we've known for a really long time. But yep. in the last six eight months, he uh, you could see that he started understanding the training and you know the the work side of it. And we were yep. we had we had high hopes for him and to, for him to do out go out and do pretty good. We were we were pumped for him. Yeah, um, one thing I want to say is, like, I think there's a lot of people that talk about 85s, and you bring up Deegan. We can't compete, or even 250Fs, we can't compete with those bikes because the motors are cost money. Jamie Ellis from Twisted Development builds his motors. If you have a checkbook, you can buy those motors. Jamie Ellis builds the Bar X Suzuki motors. Jamie Ellis builds Daxton Bennett's. 250F motors. Um, you probably have half the 85 class on um, what's the dude from New Jersey? Lynx. Yeah. Or New York. Lynx built Budman's motors. You know, all these badass guys back in the 80s. You can, it doesn't make a difference. Like, you can get, building a good bike's attainable. Yes. Right? I do feel that Evan Ferry's bike is unattainable. Max Volan's Super Mini, almost unattainable. I think Jamie could, and Lynx could probably build one close. Max's Super Mini, yeah, we're getting pretty close. You know, that thing was... That thing's that, that, thing's, that, that was as good as it And gets. I'm not taking anything away from Evan Ferry or no, Max, no, 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 but no. What, those bikes almost have more advantage than the star racing bikes versus a Jamie LS 250F. Like, I don't want to hear anymore is it's unfair, unfair. No, no, actually... You can get the same stuff if your family knows how to build a program, right? If you know how to find sure. the right guy, maintain the bike, sure. have the right timing. It's uh, I'm not Spend talking the money in the right places. Yeah, I'm not talking that it's cheap. No, no. I'm not saying that it's because this is not motocross racing was never meant to be fair. <laughs> some are privileged, some aren't. Right? Some are fast. Some people have a better job than others. It's a choice to get into it, but. Everything is pretty much available to build a badass motorcycle now. Um, you don't have to be on a team to have a factory bike. Nope, you don't. Not anymore. No. You, you need thirty grand. You the, need a team budget, but, need, but 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 you don't have to be on the team. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, but 
there's perks of not being on a team also. No, no. I mean, you look at Star Racing, they're bringing that they're going deep into the years, you know. Um LeBlanc surprised me. He seemed like he's been a slump. But he 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 pulled through in the B class, you no, know. No, and and for some reason he's that group for I I just forget about him. You know what I mean? Like I I don't yeah, LeBlanc, LeBlanc was good. I, I've heard rumors he was, you know, he had a bad run of injuries. Um, just like going, you know, into his rival, Jet Reynolds. Jet Reynolds, he he's going to have to change, the, flip a script. He just knows, he just knows winning only. Yeah. And, and if, in dude, I, I was pumped on his interviews. The kid seemed like he was so appreciative of being back racing. So, I hope Jack can flip the script and get back to his winning ways. He's got a rad style. I think his his personality was coming back because he'd been away from two years and no one really knew who Jet was. They just knew number seventy nine. He was going after he, the most winning. He, he was a baby when he went away. Yeah, you know. yeah. He's a man now. <laughs> yeah. He's a badass. So, like I said, that's a kid Cowie's hung on to. And then I think Chance Hymas is that a Cowie kid? Yeah, I believe he was yeah. he was ripping fast. So Didn't he rip starts all yep. week or something. So they've gotten um, Parabinos had a good moto local guy. He rode good. Kiefer props to him for winning that. That's good. Um, I mean for for his dis business, no, no, I know no, he no. works his ass off. He, it, it's pretty big undertaking to take your kid that's I mean, racing and our, our guy Stapo. Yeah, how'd Stapo end up? Twelfth or something? Uh, no, tenth overall. Sorry. Uh, Sorry, Stapo. 39 years old, still racing the 30 class, so he's looking forward to the 40 next year. <laughs> he, um, he, it's hard to find a guy more passionate about motocross than him and his dad love racing. Dude. They just love. They, if if all there was was REM on Saturdays, they'd be there every it's Saturday. So sick. <laughs> and his dad runs the Cobra Cobra West Nobby Shop, Nobby Shop South. They're in it. No, all in. Oh, oh man! Bike, bike, bike rentals and the whole deal. I mean, but you just don't. That, that's the beauty of that family. They just are. They are in it. You know, they love it. Um, so yeah, Loretta's I, kudos once again MX Sports for pulling that off. I mean, uh, you would know there was a scamdemic going on watching it on TV. I think they followed the precautions that were needed. Kudos to MX Sports for the live feed on the video, dude. Um, how good was it? You better than some, some of the, the NBC, NBC stuff, you know. And then, uh, you know, they they did a really good job. I mean, they, they've had it for the last few years, but this year I just happened to be where I could watch a lot of it. They and, stepped uh, it up, huh? It was it was great. I mean, it was really it really was great. I felt like I was there. I was actually bummed I wasn't there. Yeah, I they, was, it gave me FOMO too. Yeah. I think I'm I think I'm the race forty next year. I'm 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 gonna like. Kiefer fired me up. He rode good. I mean, my luck, Brownie and fucking Raynard and everyone else will come back out and race. But RC, dude, oh god. I mean, I have to say that was the coolest thing racing RC at Loretta's. When he's like, "Oh man, it's good to race you again." I'm like, "Motherfucker, I never got to race you." Like, I we raced on the same starting gate, but we started to, at, together at Loretta's. I got, I did get a whole shot. I did lead him into the Ten Commandments. I have a photo of it. So that's all that I need. RC's class act, and I if you if I decide to race Loretta's RC, please don't come. Skip that year. Skip that year. <laughs> um, but yeah, Scott, let's let's dive into Loretta's the next week. You started off with the amateur who surprised you, and I'm going to go into who surprised me the whole weekend. And I'm glad he did. Carson Mumford. 
you know what? Every I, I'm a fan. I mean, we've so, known, we've known Carson so his why, whole life. You why, know what it seems yeah, like at this hit, point, but yeah, I have videos on my YouTube channel of me falling <laughs> one of sixty five. He's like nine. Why it surprised me? And Carson, if you listen to this, I'm not talking shit. It's just real. You have a very fashionable and active social platform. I really thought that was more of what you were kind of like living through and involved with that. Like you thought that was almost more important than, because I haven't seen it, than like speed and the work. And I can say I'm wrong. Like Carson's, Carson's social platform is on point. He's got pictures of Jagger. He's basically, you know, goddaughter or godson. <laughs> and Chris, he's with Christian and Paige and that beautiful family. But I just thought it from the outside looking in, like, man, can he be as focused as he needs to be? He didn't race for a long, long time. No, and not by his choice. No, no. But that's I, I, I'm actually a little bit scared of that for my next big hope for our local scene is is Hunter Yoder. That yeah. little sucker is he's, he's kind of ended up not racing a lot. Dude, did he get hurt before the Reddas? Honda pulled out, so he didn't go. Oh shit! Yeah, no, I he should have gone. You know, I mean, I, I see both sides for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, whatever, sides. whatever. He's got to go back next year anyway. I, I believe so. You know, it is. That's, what, that it seems is crazy. I mean, whatever. Um, but Carson. Good job. Qualified second first back session. Dude, I, you know so what? He they, they actually showed him a fair bit on the TV or on the on the telecast, and and I got to say, he was riding his ass off. Like he was, He's a racer. No, he was going for it. And you know what? I, I, I feel it can only get better from here. For yeah, him. I think he's going to be a kid, and I hope he's the kid that races as a pro better than an amateur. I think he loves the, he loves the sport. He loves riding. He needs room. He's I think him and McAdoo live together when McAdoo's out here, and they have a rad little crew. And I think he ended up like twelfth one moto or whatever. But I think the overall finish doesn't dictate how well he did. He did race a couple nationals last year, but there's a the not racing for almost a year. It's all the hype. You're a legit pro, not just the amateur having fun. Props to Carson, dude. The build up of yourself, yeah. as you know, like. Okay, I've had 300 days to get ready for this yeah. race now. I yeah. mean, that wasn't yeah. the plan coming in, but you know, I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, like just the the pressure he put on himself to go out yeah. there and, and do good. Yeah, and and the and then you know, I mean, let's face it, nobody was going to touch Ferrandis that day. Well, <laughs> uh, is it good? Uh, how was your weekend? Anton's talking to him mm-hmm. over on Swap Moto Live, and he goes, "Yeah, it was a great weekend." I did not have to push it off. I was not challenged at all. It's like you're a bad motherfucker. Dude, but you know what? He is. He's a bad dude. Like <laughs> Like he if that's really how he felt and he put eighteen to twenty two seconds into those guys, I, I mean he was impressive, but I think RJ Hampshire, I'm blown away that he was able to come back off that knee with those ruts and be that fast. No, that no, guy no. is hungry and he's loose, dude. Like he is not scared. Like, He'll I send think it. I think he could be he could upset the apple cart if he gets in there. He could be reckless in a, in a good way. Um, I was surprised that McAdoo didn't do better because I think maybe he had a lot of build up because he seems like he's been riding r- with a lot of momentum and riding a fast. Yeah, I know for sure, and he's on the team. Yeah, you know, like everything. Yeah. It's it's his time, mm-hmm. kind of now or never. Um, little disappointed in the Lawrences. Bad starts, uh, huh? 
Well, Hunter had his issues in the first moto. What with happened? The, something with his bike. It uh, just quit running. And then, uh, I mean, not that they did bad. Don't, don't, not, not by any means. But I, I just, Jet was so fantastic and super cross. I was just like, dude, he's going to kill it outdoors. And I actually didn't rate him. I didn't, I didn't think, I, I, I didn't think, not because I'm not a fan. No, no, for but sure. But I, I just didn't think that, like, they would be. I, I, I don't know why. I just didn't think they would be. I think they'd be a bigger track. I think if you get to a like Unadilla, sure. because they're crafty, they're used to those tracks. Jet was fast at Loretta's last year. For sure. Hunter never got to ride it. Um, I'm a fan, but I, I mean, don't. When you look at who Jet raced at Loretta's last year and how they all finished at the National, he did much better than those guys did, for sure. Yeah, right. Yeah. But yeah. I, I was just, I, I just had high expectations, I think. And then working with Osho. No, no. Yeah, yeah. That, ride, I, that's, ride, riding with Jason. I, I, and I can, I can see that. I can see that. Um, who else we had top three in there? Um, I was pumped for Shane that he actually looks like he cares about riding outdoors, you know, at that one. Um, Dude. Was a little disappointed in Justin Cooper. Um, he does some shit, huh? I like I like his fight. I like I like that he kind of doesn't take shit from people, but he just kind of seems to be flat. A, just non-factor, you know, just faded back. That track, though. I mean, it happened to Eli Tomac. He made some mistakes, got tight, and couldn't ride. Dude, know? that that track had no relief. No. I've, I've ridden it, you know, as an amateur. I rode as a pro. That was my first takeaway when I rode it as a vet pro. Mm-hmm. Was the harder you tried, the more demanding. And there's not any rest areas. There's no jumps that were even like are big enough for you to like relax. There's not a turn that you can like have to be easier. Like you can just roll through. You're just on point You're, the whole time. The whole point demanding. So it, whether that track looked as demanding as it was, I, I don't think people realize how taxing Loretta's dirt's grabby, sticky, um, hard, the, soft. Yeah, just... I mean, I think it developed way. I know they had rain, but as a visual, the track looked like a national track to For me. Sure. To me. For sure. Like it did. I didn't want to be out there. No, it was. It was every legit. straightaway looked like the mechanic straightaway at Hangtown. Yeah, it was just nasty. nasty. It was nasty. I uh, they were passing too, and the best guys still finished. I thought at Loretta's we'd see an anomaly. For sure. I thought I'd see a couple of dudes that were like, uh, prime example. It would prove my point. Carson qualified second. I was like, it's happening. Yeah. Like the amateur kid knows the track. He's ridden there since he's seven. He's going to just know it. He's going to figure it out. Well, when the gate dropped for the moto, he finished where he belonged. Yep. Right? Like, oh. he, the rookie nerves were Hampshire, Ferrandis, you know. The cream rises the cre- to the, the cream crop. rises or to, to the, the top. top or whatever, yeah. You know, like it just. The lights class is dirty deep. 20, 20 factory dudes. I think if you took. Ferrandis and Martin out of the lights class. And I'm going to leave him. I feel Hampshire is in that group, but he's just not quite in that group, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. If you took those two kind of veterans out, man, it would be some shit would go down this yeah, year you, in you that think, class. Do you think Martin's going to get only get better, or do you think he's pretty <laughs> pretty good i feel he'll get better jmart we're J-Mart, talking J-Mart, J-Mart. yeah um oh and i'm gonna make a note uh alex martin png guy dude 
but I'm, I'm putting Alex Martin in the same category that I, when I made the statement that Davy Millsaps was the greatest Supercross rider in the world because he got third or second three times in a row on that Yamaha. Nobody could ride even James right. Stewart. So here's Amart. Doesn't matter if he's on a Suzuki, a Honda, a Yamaha, a KTM. Tenny. What was he, it? Eleven ninety. What was it? He's what? like fourth through eighth. That's just his spot, you know. And he fights like a madman the whole time. So, Dude. props to Alex. I was Martin. pissed that J Martin. Not pissed, but I was like pissed for Alex. Oh yeah, I'm glad Alex let me buy. Yeah. What the dude? Your brother didn't <laughs> let you fucking buy. You're faster at that day and that turn. I I think Amar. I'm getting to know them a little. Uh, Alex a little better through PNG. I'm stoked on that on that dude and his. You know, got to race him in Supercross, but he's a class act that works his ass off. Become quite good friends with his trainer John Westling, and to know like how critically it is about his nutrition, his training, his weight grams. Like no, what no. he puts in, and be able to have a product with PNG that allows him to perform. I'm pretty hyped on that. So that was pretty rad. Um, yeah, I think Amor's honestly he's gonna get on the box, dude. You know what the thing with Alex is? is he's gonna go four three three four he, two five. He just grinds it out. Like and he's whatever, getting good starts. The whatever. bike's obviously running good. No, no, for sure. Um, I, I it, it looks like a wild ride when he's riding it sometimes, but. It looks tall in the back, dude. It does, it, but it didn't supercross to me too. Um, like that's not a big bike, and I know he's not a big guy, but the bike looks bigger than it needs to be. It just know? looks tall. Yeah, looks yeah. So maybe I sh maybe we should call J Bone and see if we could develop <laughs> that thing. Um, four, so yeah, four fifties. Four fifties, dude. How's heart, heartbroken for Cincerillo? I'm a fan. Like I just how want you, that. How kid, can you not? I just want that kid to but just dude, win. But dude, he hasn't changed. Flip the script. No, he 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 he's gotten better, but he's still AC. You know, like he still does. It's interesting. He's still AC, right? We started watching when he's on Cobras. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't that AC until he got the virus from the Salmonella. Then he get then this then he he never crashed, dude. Like he was rock solid. He didn't. He crash. never had to chase it. And since he's in his mind, he's chasing it yeah. now. You know. Yeah. He's just, I mean, whatever. He's at a point to prove for sure. And that's what I'm hoping. Le, um, Chet Reynolds doesn't get wrapped up in that same. And I can't tell Adam how to fix it because I'm not a bad motherfucker like him. But I can see it, and I'm like, dude, make second okay tonight. No, and hopefully that's where having a Nick in your corner, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Like, I think it, I mean, obviously Nick's fixed a lot of the problems, but dude, he caught his foot pegs that a shadow pull off the <laughs> thing. And then, he's lucky he didn't get hurt. Dude, I mean, his shoulders, that's the, like, luckily that, sh that surgery they did at that. That's what I did. I mean, yeah, like, I can't believe, like, that's the perfect way to dislocate your shoulder. And, and to know he's his, he's fit, they've done the work. His mo mobility is good. He's strong. Thank God he's still in the series. No, no. Bummed for him, but Zacco, dude, another PNG hydration guy. I'm sorry, I'm plugging it, but no, no, hey, hyped on Zacco's another critical asshole with what he takes and what he doesn't. But and you I know what? I only though? want three quarters scoop of, of a <laughs> barely a scoop because this. But but Zacco's a grinder, dude. And when it got nasty, he just put. I don't, I don't care that I look like a squid coming out of that turn. I'm just Off gonna, the, you know. I like, love all his Instagram people ask you, "Why are you sit on the back of?" The, that's a bad habit that I have never improved. It is so bad. He's on the. He turns the middle of the bike. <laughs> totally. But I was watching him. It's like Ten Commandments. Dun dun dun. 
like, those guys can probably crawl that. He was. And then, no, and then all of a sudden, Zach, I just, like, I'm like, yeah, dude, like, he's got it. And I, I, I did think, I'm like, oh, man, Tomax in a second, he's going to make an attack. He attacked him. And he didn't. Zacho responded. He put, like, another, like, he got into, like, point eight. Zacho went 1.5. And then he went again. It's like he kept trying to, like, if we're a cyclist racing the hill. And, and, and he thought that Zacho was at the red line and he'd pop him. But he didn't. He didn't. Zacho was sitting at orange, not red. And he'd go to red and his technique and his drive and everything. And he earned that, dude. For sure. Like, for like, sure. And, and keep in mind, I, I mean, I'm as pumped as I am for Zach. I was rooting for Jason. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? I Cody, wanted. I, the throwback with Proctor they put <laughs> yeah. up with Cody when he was on Loretta's when he rode for the KTM factory racing uh, amateur team. 07, 08. Yeah. No. Jason, he's in it. He, he 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 just got bad shit happened second motor got balled up Marvin he got a, he went for a pass and got attacked yeah like it just he and got then, overwhelmed and he and hit the lapper and it did, just it went south it went south <laughs> but I think it was pr- I, he's gonna get an overall soon maybe not next weekend I hope so I hope so but you know what I I one thing I liked about that track that track proved. You don't need humongous, stupid rhythms and humongous, stupid jumps. <laughs> that track had two extra jumps that the 50s were. Every other jump on that track, the 50s were riding the week before. Very, very interesting. You know That's what I mean? Very, I, and, did, I didn't think of it in that way. And, and, you, th- and you start thinking. You mean, you mean I'm sorry, uh, Jody's dumb box? <laughs> with his 100, I know he's your guy. No, no. But, but Jody Weisel's a kook, dude. He's <laughs> irrelevant to me. He builds tracks that are absolutely dangerous with 140-foot jumps. I no, hope Jody sure. knows has an Apple phone so he can turn on this podcast on Apple iTunes and listen because Jody Wiesel stopped making stupid tracks with 180-foot jumps. Loretta's made a track. No, no split lanes. No split lanes. No big jumps. And it's not just Glen Helen. I no, mean, no, 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 no. I'm mean, sorry. I'm so, you know. You're right. I'm, I'm just having to have my Jody Wiesel rant. No, no, for sure. But uh, no, that that was my biggest takeaway from that race. Is I mean, you could you could we could all sit here and say, "Yay, MX Sports! You're the greatest people in the world." Whatever they you, fucking are right now, dude. Yeah, but you know what? Whatever <laughs> you did, your job. You you you, yes. you got a race. You you put the race on. You didn't cure cancer. You did a great job, and we got to go racing. And I was really missing it, so thank you. But. They dealt. They they worked with what they had. You know, they didn't try and reinvent the wheel like everybody thought the track would suck, whatever. But they literally took the track that the kids rode the week before and added two jumps and two straightaways, and it was one of the gnarliest tracks I've seen in the last five years. So gnarly. You know, not just because it was ruddy or whatever. It was. It was. It was dynamic. It was. You had to have your shit together to race that track. Um, Bogle. I don't even know. Yeah. I, I don't, all, I, all I know is he didn't start the second moto. Yeah, so, so Benny Bloss loses his ride, gets a tenth, and he had a bike problems the first moto or whatever the yeah, vice yeah, versa yeah, was. Yeah. But there's a lot of um, on the boards about Bogle shouldn't have got that, whatever. You know what that was? That, to me, was business. He has a good agent, Jimmy Button, right? And Jimmy Button put a thing together, a deal together for him that said he gets a job per XYZ, right? Benny Bloss, does he deserve a ride like that? I'd say yes. But the circumstances, uh, Bogle's earned that ride the year before. You used to always say, 
and it rang true for a lot of years that you got your ride on potential but now we're in a really weird spot where the potential has kind of come up short a few times so guys like bogle that are kind of proven when they're not hurt keep the rides you know what i mean and that's to back to your question not to jump topics but you had asked what the factories are going to do for the next year or two to kind of reset the yeah day. yeah and i feel it's going to be a lot like the 0809 time when the factories pulled back and you know a lot of those fast kids didn't get rides i think potential isn't quite enough anymore you, you know what i mean yeah, like i think i think it's, josh grant we used to always say we were his biggest supporters how does he keep getting these rides dude he shows the potential that Will he Saps. can keep doing it davy you know like they they yeah. proved that they could do it now i saw jg on saturday when i was testing with enzo that's not ripping he said you're like five times yeah same thing <laughs> ripping and he's just yeah but no, that's, I think that's where, you know, like we, there's, there, there is, there, there is a formula and, mm-hmm. and, you know, like the Deegans and the Volans, they have their formula, but at the same time, there's a lot more to it. And when the world gets weird, like we're in right now, you got to stick to your program. You can't try and chase somebody else's, you know what I mean? Because the ride might not be there when you get there. It worked for him, but it might not work Dude, for I, you I, or whatever. Speaking of that, the ride. One guy that was a, as a sleeping giant, well, um, well, there's two riders in the 450 class. First will be Blake Baggett. Sneaky fourth, is it fourth overall or fifth overall? Yeah, like something, fourth in a moto Gosh, or I'm something sorry, like I should that. write this no, shit no, down. No, me too. Uh, but. I should have, uh, next guys I'll work on having nail. <laughs> he was up front, came through the pack, and like pressed to the top five. And then I was very impressed with Marvin. I don't think he, I don't even think Roger was expecting. I mean, sure, we that's what everybody wants, but I don't think anybody was to come off him. that long. That was impressive. Mm-hmm. He looks sharp. Yeah, um, Coop. I think Coop in the second moto ended up having an issue, kind of like Tomac, where he just tightened up and lost lost the the tail, you know, of the group. I, I, and I thought he'd be more hungry. Like he didn't look as hungry. Like and it. You know, I, I haven't got to talk to anybody yet, but I, I have a sneaking suspicion that when he got into second in the first moto and made his push to try and catch Jason, I feel there might have been a couple moments, you know, like maybe a couple sketchy moments or whatever, and he just went, ah, uh, I'll take a second in this yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's going to get his he's – a, he's such a grinder. He's going to figure it out. I just – I thought he'd have more speed, not, not, not discrediting what happened, but – I mean, Tomac, I think he's in a great place. This series is going to be really good, man. Like, I mean, speaking of series, we know it's going to be good. What Have you heard what was the Washougal thing? I mean, I know it's COVID, but what what was like the – I You know, I, it, it's COVID, and I heard that it was something about that specific county or whatever where, where Washougal is located. Um but then uh, you hear the other side of the story, or you know, you hear vice the opposite story from somebody else. So, who really knows? I mean, I, some people are bound and determined to think that it's because of the riots and stuff up there. But you know, whatever. They thankfully they pulled the plug in a time when they were able to just slot Loretta's in. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if that's not. I mean. I feel that there's a reason why Paula is the last because it'll be easy to just not do it if it doesn't, you know, like if California is yeah, in a yeah, weird yeah, spot yeah. or whatever. Um, 
I, somebody had said something about quarantining people from California and Florida and a lot of states. Well, where does every motocrosser except for Eli live? <laughs> California or Florida, you right, know? So right. kind of a weird deal. Everyone's there at a range of training to come down. Yeah, but no, it, it, it's, you know, like we said, it's a weird year. It's, uh, I'm glad they're racing. Doing so another, we had another round at Loretta's. Another round of Loretta's, and then um, I think is it Indiana, maybe the third round okay. or something like the Ironman. Um, um, one, one guy, um, we do this segment on my podcast, Scott, called the Refuel segment. It's based off our gels, right? Very, the P, uh, P&G Refuel gels are thin viscosity, great taste, and typically is it something that people don't expect, right? So in this time, I liked the Refuel Rider of the Week, Max Anstey. Right. Not only is he a PNG athlete, just came on before the nationals. He's on a HEP, whatever is sweet tea or some bullshit name. He's on a Suzuki that's not the best bike and had a sneaky top ten, dude. But here's what you got to think about. Okay, so maybe he got, I don't even like you said. Next week we'll write him down. But uh, so so he got tenth overall or whatever overall. Yep. But I think there was like a thirteen ten or whatever yep. was his overall scores, which. To most people, they would think, man, that's not that good. But every rider ahead of him was a factory rider. Yeah. And who did he battle with the whole second moto? The whole moto? Dean Wilson. You know what I mean? On like, a Suzuki, dude. On the Suzuki. So, I mean. We'll see if he can, you know, like I said, he's the refuel, refuel rider of the week because he had a, a bad ankle injury right before Supercross. I think it was supposed to be a lot simpler than it turned out to be. So not only did he not race Supercross, he hasn't raced since a GP. Um, so let's hope Max, I mean, you know, we, we've seen his trials and tribulations as an amateur with his family and then making a breakout in the GPs and he gambled on himself. So let's hope this gamble works out. And that's cool, the HEP team, you know, supporting him. And let's hope he can take this HEP Suzuki and and catapult himself no, no, to no. Uh, something bigger. Something better. bigger because he deserves it. He's a great guy, works his ass off. And... I think we'll see some, you know, sneaky riders. So, congrats, uh, Max Anstey. I'll send you one j- refuel gel for being the <laughs> refuel refuel rider of the week. Um, it, it, it's going to be a good rest of the series. I'm, uh, we've said it once. I'll say it again. I've said it twice. Thank you to the Coombs MX Sports organization for having a very dynamic crew within Carrie Joe being a lawyer, Davey Coombs being a uh, uh, what would you call him? A, a motorcycle enthusiast, a histor- historian. He like he he reads so much into the past, right? He's an enthusiast of all things motocross. Yeah, and he he him, Tim, then you have Tim Cotter, Jason Wygant, that whole crew of people that maybe somebody that we they, they control the sport well because they do a great job. No one stepped up yeah. to do a better <laughs> job. So until you think you can do it better. Just really appreciate what they're doing in a in a state of of the world that's, you know, um, what's his name? Um, uh, Lee Hogan from Australia, a good friend of mine, lives in Melbourne, which is shut down. He, his whole life revolves around training riders, working for HRC Australia, develop the BCP training program, and he made a go to his Instagram and he, he put a um, screenshot of. Like the COVID cases, there's like 200 in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Same population as Tennessee. Tennessee's at 3,000. <laughs> Melbourne's locking people down at like 5 o'clock at night. 
meanwhile they're holding nationals in Tennessee. <laughs> yeah. I'm not taking a side here, but <laughs> like, it's cool that these that our industry is able to work. It's cool these riders are able to race. It's great that me and you will have a podcast know, about sure. it. And I'm looking forward to this weekend. It looked I saw thunder thunderbolts in the clouds. Is that rain? It was like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Let's hope not. Maybe it's just thunder. But um, who is your money on going into this weekend in the lights class? What's your top five? I mean, I, I for sure overall, I would pick Ferrandis again. I, uh, I, 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 I appreciate the work he puts in, and I was a fan of his when he was racing GPs. I just like his style. Um, I think Hampshire is going to be up there again. I, I think he's hungry. I think he wants to do really well. Jeremy Martin. Um, I got to think that Justin Cooper will right the wrongs from last week. He's much faster than seventh, eighth, you know, and I think McAdoo will have a good ride coming up here. You know, okay. it's coming, you know, eventually. Um, 450s, I honestly feel your top five is we, we kind of saw who the top five are this week. You know, I mean, when you, when you saw the, the gap to seventh place from those top six, it was pretty, that was a different race, you know, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. But, but then at the same time, you, you know, Justin Barsha goes down the first turn and comes back to seventh or whatever. So, you know, there's, there's, there's the anomalies, but I, I think your top five is, I mean, I wouldn't be a bit surprised if Eli doesn't just lay down a smacking this weekend just because he's Eli. I mean, he's yeah. If he wants to, he can he can do it. But you know, like I've said since he rode '80s, if you give Jason a little confidence, he's dangerous. You know what yeah. I mean? And then yeah, like you said, Baggett kind of quietly snuck himself up into the lead group. Yeah. So he knows he can do it. So no, and and you know. Everybody always acts like Marv's not a two-time world champion and didn't get <laughs> didn't get second or third in every championship he ever raced here, you know. Yeah. So I mean, he's going to be in the mix. I mean, I I think so. But you know, Zach's going to be up there. It's just it's going to be one of the, you know those five again. I okay. There's going to be. Yeah. The, they they've set themselves. Yeah, I mean, up. I heard Bloss on another podcast talking about he might he want he could thinks he could get on the podium and. I actually heard it, and I'm like, dude, he, he did it once. He could do it, again. but after watching this weekend, that's going to be a. There's you know, not much. There's a lot of depth, and I hope he does because he you seems really. You really saw it on a track like Loretta's last week, where at about the 15 minute mark, dudes started kind of falling apart. Yeah, you know? and, and and not one of those dudes on that line is in bad shape. No, I mean, you know, I mean they're all in. Yeah, Tour de France shape or whatever. So for sure. I think that's where, where speed-wise, yeah, maybe Benny could, could run up there and towards the front at the beginning. But I think that last 15, you know, that's that's where they slot into their spots, you know. I mean. For sure, dude. For sure. Um, me, I'll give you my, my thoughts. Lights. I'm, Ferrandis is le- leaps and bounds ahead of everyone. But back at Loretta's. I'm a fr- I, I think it's a high probability something happens like Cincerello. For sure. I, I think something can bite him because he seems so confident. I, I'm not trying to, and I'm a, like I said, I'm he's, I'm a huge fan. But I think that's, this is where I think that, that situation there is where his GP experience will play. 
not even GP experience, just him being older than the rest of the guys, you know, more experienced mm-hmm. than maybe not, maybe more experienced than say like Jeremy and Alex Martin. Cause they've been pros forever, forever. But, uh, I mean, RJ Hampshire, what was it? Two years ago, three years ago, he was racing Loretta's. You know what I mean? They, yeah. Yeah. So I think so you don't I, think he'll, he'll, he'll have that moment. I, I think if, if it, if it comes down to him getting third or having that moment, he'll take the third. I okay. Think, I think he's, he's that smart. All know? right. Uh, yeah. I'm, I mean, yeah, so I think Hampshire can be like a, a thorn in his side. Um, I think McAdoo, if with a better start, can run pace. I know he's fit. I think he's confident. Um, but McElrath, I'm not sold. Like, he looked like he got good starts and managed it, but he didn't look as sharp. Um, a- J Mart's going to be fast. A Mart's going to be up there. Like, but. The whole the Lawrence brothers, like the whole Geico team, can slot in. Like, no, it's a revolving door. With it those is. Guys, you know? the, but I think I think Ferranis is and and Hampshire actually are the ones that have shown me the most speed. J Mart's gonna get in there, but I think um, Geico's got to figure out their starts. They, they've gotten power now. We know that Ryan Cox has no, no, for sure. uncovered some 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 horsepower but there. They can't, they can't get. They can, he can't start behind four Yamahas. No, and battle with Ferrandez. no, because because if he lets Ferrand, he's not faster than Ferrand. What's what like Dad said? Mathematically, if you can't beat someone, you're the same speed. Lab as, times don't lie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, the the, the top five is going to be the top five that you know you got Ferrandez, um, Hampshire, J Mart. Amart, and then you're gonna have the Lawrences and um, McAdoo and some Cowie guys. Um, dude, you know who did good was um, silent on TV was the Phil and Harrison. Mitchell Harrison. He rode really well yeah, and, and and was like not like no one saw it, but I thought he did well. He the, he was in the mix until he stalled it in the one moto and, and couldn't refire. Yep, and yeah. then in the other one he just quietly kind of snuck his. So way I think that's he probably had a lot of pressure on him. So let's hope he does good. Four fifty class, man. I, here's my thing. I, I'm not gonna bet against Zacho. He's got two. The last two races, he's won. No, no, no. I mean, he's Zach. Dude, he's know? got some. He's got some momentum. And I love like, I just love where the four fifty class is right now. The, everyone's so not burnt, right? Like, I don't hear this shit of sixteen rounds and fucking this all. Everyone's fresh. Yeah. Right? Everyone's healthy. Everyone's healthy. Like, let me see what you got. Yep. Right? I'd like to see, you know, Anderson go get the overall. Um, his whole team ride program, big fan of it. I love his swagger on the bike. I love just everything Jason. I just want him to 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 nail it, you know? I don't think he cares what we think, but I know he doesn't no. care. I want to see him kill it. So Zach, it's good for the Rockstar Husky team too because of the redheaded stepchild to the KTM group, sure. and I like to see them ruffling the the corporate feathers, right? Um, so Zacho, Eli, Jason, you know, um, Baggett, Marvin, Coop. That's like I think the group. Chase will be in it every now oh, and then. Oh God, Chase! Sorry, but he'll have the he'll have the crashes. He'll have the Jesus. So yeah, stuff. Chase eighth. So Chase. What I was most impressed on, I was watching Chase a lot, just, just like because just Jade's guy and he, he uses P&G products, so I'm super fanning out how strong he is in his core. 
He was came out of Storyland, that triple, and there was like a single off into the ruts, and the guys were landing seated. And dude, he'd land and stand in like this position, and like watching his technique and his it's quads, dude, huge. massive, massive, and like he's he's kind of like Tortelli like, mm-hmm. like so light but so damn planted, and then so everything's deliberate. Like, yeah, it's just yeah, mm. like but doesn't look no no he know. doesn't look like slotty or notchy. No, no. So Chase, I think, man, I, I gotta say this is. Kenny, thank you for doing what's best for your health, okay? And I think Honda encouraged that because what I think they have there with Chase and is they have a opportunity to nurture someone in a very vulnerable state coming off a championship. He doesn't know any better. And Kenny, in a bad mindset, not bad, in a mindset that's uncertain for him, he's not as confident as, he, confident as he'd like to be. When you're trying to manage two superpowers under under a tent, it becomes very dynamic. And I feel they might have bet on the fact that, like, Kenny, we support you so they can shift all their efforts to the future and go, okay, Chase, we're going to give you all of our energy. Christian Craig's not going to ruffle any feathers. No, nope. going to get some whole shots, going to get some pictures, going to be perfect, it, it, you know. He has cute wife walking around, cute kids. They bring social presence, like all the good stuff, right? But they don't have to manage Kenny having a bad day and Chase having a good day or Chase having a bad day. They can focus on Chase, work on him. Their star athlete, Ken Roxon, get healthy, give him all opportunities. So kudos to HRC, kudos to Kenny. We're not in a normal situation. No. You know what? He's had seven surgeries on his body whether he says it's COVID or not is Courtney's having a kid let's let this this year's going to be a hall pass let him get healthy let's see what Chase can do but you know what you better win next year that's dude <laughs> I mean you know, dude hey you hey, know like that's there, there's second place is not an option like if well, you're Kenny you so gotta come what out worries, and win. what worries about that is when these guys go super cross only and I know he's not doing Supercross only, but he's he's Supercross only this year. Yeah. They tend to lose their base. They lose their edge. They lose their edge. So we've seen it with Jad. We saw it with Stewart, right? Um, we saw it with McGrath. Let's hope that Kenny doesn't lose it, but I think that I'm happy for HRC. I'm really pumped for Chase. Chase is, I think Chase, Chase won't surprise me if he wins one. Oh, we, we're yawning. It yeah. is, it's Monday night, dude. I, I think we should wrap this thing up. Yeah, let's um, do that. I, I'm bummed. I wanted to talk a little uh, MotoGP and a little MXGP. I'm trying to be, a, a, you know, I'm trying to be a better fan of those. I know you are. So <laughs> let's try to make this a weekly thing, Scott. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, no problem. Come out to my patio and wrap out. Um, thank you to all our sponsors that support this podcast. This wouldn't be possible without uh, the Pinnacle Nutrition Group giving me the bandwidth and time to to talk um maximum racing rolls 100 percent tense bicycles maxis tires everyone that supports me um my riding not only bicycle and moto um, answer racing um thank you very much uh, i'm gonna be more cognizant of creating more content on my blog and um share some products that i'm stoked on it's a, it's a plan for me to get through the summer and now that PNG's rolling, I have some more time for that. So once again, Scott, thanks for thanks for hanging out. Thanks for your you got a lot of knowledge and 
I appreciate your time. Yeah, thanks. No problem. We'll do it again. Yeah, sounds good. Well, have a good rest of the week, folks. I'll try to get this thing edited and plugged in tonight, and uh, you guys can have a listen, and I hope you enjoyed it. Peace.